Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with your boy, Talik. Today, I have a special, special guest. I have my boy, my bro, Joshua Chambers. What's up, my brother? What's going on, man? I'm so glad to be here. Love you, brother. Thank you. Love you too, man. Tell the people where you're from, what podcast you represent. <laughs> I, am, I am from the Challenge Fandom Podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Tony, Rick Tony, Rick, Karina, Corey. I mean, we we have so many, so many people that jump on. We have so many other guests that are returning yeah. guests, and we love them all. Yes. So let's get into this talk. So I'm going to ask you this first question. I ask this question to everybody that comes on. I'm pretty sure you heard it because you're a listener. Uh, I want to ask you, how is your mental health? <sighs> My mental health. Um, right now it's a work in progress. I, um, I mean, you know a little bit about my story, but no, not a whole lot of other people do. Um, I, I recently started, you know, I only waited till I was 44 to get started on this road, but I really didn't take it seriously back in June. Um, I just started with a therapist, started with some Lexapro. Um, I was listening, um, wasn't really getting into it, but then, you know, Life happens, yeah. and you know sometimes you have to make choices. You're forced to make choices that you should have made sooner. And I wish I had, but now I'm with a therapist. I'm seeing a psychiatrist once a month. They got me on medications. I'm talking to the right people to get me in the right, going in the right direction with the right tools. But don't wait 44 years to do it. It's never too late to take care of your mental it, health, my brother. Right. Never, okay, my bad. My bad. I'll just let you know. I'll just let you you know, are 100% correct. It is it's never, never too late. late. Yeah. It's never too late to take care of it because you just never know. Like, you could be at a certain point at, like, tw- I'm just throw out there, 21, and then you won't, stuff won't hit you to you, like, 26. Like, for me, when, uh, you know, everybody know my story of being sexually abused by two of my cousins and dealing with trauma, that didn't really hit me till like, I was 26. Like, I had one time point in life, I was probably 20, 21, was at work and just had a nervous breakdown. I thought about it, then I let it go. But it didn't start hitting me till like, I was 26, where I had to, like, okay, I got to get into this mental health. I got to get into therapy and stuff like that. So, you know, it's never too late, brother. You know, the, the fact that you are doing it now is amazing, you know? Well, I have you to thank for a lot of it. Um, you know, you get me involved in that video, me listening to you, um, yes. your podcast, your guests. It's just, I, I owe you a lot to it too. And I owe a lot to a lot of friends and I can't thank you enough. Well, thank you, brother. I'm just here to just have conversations. Um, my next question for you is um, growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you? No, it was not okay for me to not be okay. Um, I mean, we've, we've, you know, you're, you're chambers, you know, my last name's the chambers. I have my dad telling me, you know, your chambers be tough. You know, you're a boy, boys don't cry, you know, go play, go roll some dirt in it. Um, so, and then, you know, things happen in relationships, you know, between my mother and father. And, you know, I felt like I got abandoned by my mother <laughs> yeah. at such a young age. And, you know, it's just, 
everything develops from there. It, it started young. And like you said, you know, it, it hit harder later in life from all that trauma. Um, I understand, brother. My next question for you um, is a stigma, right? Surrounding mental health, but it's also a stigma surrounding men's mental health. Like, what do you say to that stigma? You know, you say, you know, people told you you had to be tough and stuff like that and just, you know, get over it. Like, what do you say to that stigma now? Now that Josh is taking care of his mental health and putting himself first, what do you say to that stigma? It, it is okay to cry. It is okay to break down. You know, you're feeling what you're feeling. Um, we see a lot of people in society just down men, particularly for showing their feelings. Um, we're expected to bottle them up. And if we bottle those up, they stay inside and then it just eats at ours. And then what happens with our mental state? It just gets worse. And let it go. Let it out. Talk to somebody. Find an avenue. You have to. You have to. And I can't believe that enough. Yeah. Um, I say to the stigma, it's just sad that a lot, a lot of men are suffering silence, you know, and a lot of the suicide rate in men is up, you know, uh, you know, the guy Twitch, you know, he died by suicide, you know, it was just a man. Um, I guess the owner of, I don't know if people are familiar with, um, I think the CEO or owner of Dave and Busters, you know, he died by suicide. I lost a couple of friends to suicide. So it's sad that that stigma is out there and, you know, men had to suffer in silence. I feel like we're getting better with it. Just talking about mental health, having discussions, you know, it's talking about on TV shows, reality shows, like they're all talking about it. So um, I feel like the stigma is breaking, but we still have more, much work to do. So much more. Yes. Um, my next question, what does mental health mean to you? What does that mental health mean to you? Mental health. It's kind of like your dipstick for your oil. <laughs> it's running too low. If you don't have the energy, you don't have the strength mentally to get through the day, you're not going to do it. Um, if you're not staying positive, if you're not reading it, but you're not getting the help. Um, mental health, your state of mind is what fuels your day, your actions, your conversations. If you're if you're in a bad spot, it's gonna be a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true, bro. Mental health to me, it just means a lot, you know. And it's crazy. I haven't like I haven't felt that way my whole life. You know, I didn't look at mental health like, oh, I want to do this, I want to talk about myself. It took me to go through what I went through just to, you know care about myself. It took me to, you know, join, you know, and volunteer with NAMI and these support groups, you know, um, you know, different type of support groups. And just that's what it made me just like really, really care about mental health. And mental health means a lot to me. Even sometimes when my mental health is not checked, you know, I'm not perfect, bro. And my mental health be it'd be up and down, you know, it'd be up and down. <laughs> um my next question for you, um um before I go to the next question, I want to say anybody out there that's struggling, any thoughts of suicide or any suicide ideation, there is a suicide prevention lifeline number out there. Um, the crisis hotline is 988. That is the easy number to dial. I actually did a suicide prevention video, and I believe I had my brother Josh was a part of that. You know, I send lines to a lot of people around and everything and they all chipped in so i definitely will share that when i share his episode um josh have you had you any have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide 
Uh, I did. Um, um, it was, it was, what was it? 2011, 2012, something like that. It was after, you know, a, a bad breakup. Um, yeah. with the same person that I'm breaking up that just recently broke up now, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, I grabbed those pills after, you know, thought nobody cared. Like, didn't care about, obviously I didn't care about the two kids, the kids that I had at the time. It was a very selfish moment. I ended up going to the hospital, you know, a friend showed up, um, instead of being placed on a 72 hour hold, like I should have been and probably got the help right then. They released me to my friend because of who he was in the, in the city and whatnot and who he was in the community. Um, but I don't have suicide thoughts anymore. I have thoughts of not being around. <laughs> um, like, because apparently just my presence, not my actions or words or anything like that, but my presence just causes anxiety. And I try not to do that. I don't want that to happen. I try to stay to myself this whole freaking year. But 2023, I've been trying to focus on myself. Been hitting the gym, been losing weight, been watching what yeah. I eat, been reaching out, talking to the right people. Yeah. And I slipped yesterday. I slipped. I allowed, I allowed people that we have, we have mutual friends. Yeah. I allowed people to send me stuff that she was sharing on TikTok and whatnot. Yeah. And it just hurts. That's someone I still care about and loved for 20, 22 years can easily look at me and think of me that way when that's not really who I am and yeah. I have enough people in my life that know who I am and I just just keep moving forward man listen you know I, you know brother how I feel you know I you know I love you and I adore you you know um I feel like I'm in my facilitator mode right now just trying to give you some type of feed give you some type of feedback you know um People that send you that stuff, you need to uh, cut it out, cut them off. They should not be sending you stuff like that. If anything that bothers, disrupts, messes up your mental health, you need to cut that yeah. off, man. You need to put I, you I, first. This is the year that you should put you first. You know, I'm in my facilitator mode. I'm sorry. You know, I got to give. This is my brother, guys. I got to give him feedback. You know, like anything that disrupts your mental health, you know, cut it off. And you tell them or tell your friends like, hey, you know, I don't want to see that. You know, I'm okay. You know, you we know. I know who Josh is. You know who Josh is. The people that close to you know who the real Josh is. Stuff like that. You know, no matter what nobody put on social media or whatever, social media not even real. You know, it's just right. people thoughts and people thoughts and opinions of people. You know, and I just want you to know that you know you are not alone, brother. You know that you are loved, that you are cared for. And, you know, people generally want to see you win. I want to see you win 2023. I know you want to see me win too, but I want to see you win. At the I absolutely want to see you win this year. No, but, you know, we talk about you. <laughs> I just, but like, after all you've been through, I just want to see you come out on the win. You know, I see you've been in the gym. Gym, the gym is good, like coping skills for, I mean, coping skills to like work out and get your mind off the stuff. You know, I've done it before, you know, when you're in that gym, you're working out and working out that anger, that stress, that depression, it works. Why you in that gym, you know? So I'm just like, anybody out there that's listening, you know, anybody that's struggling, you know, with thoughts of suicide, not want to be here, there is a prevention crisis hotline. You can dial 988. You know, there are free resources out there. I'm pretty sure 
where Josh lives at and everybody lives at, there are is NAMI is a national thing. They have free support groups, you know. You can go to like Josh can be where he, where you at? See, where you at? I, I'm up in Vancouver, Washington. Vancouver, Washington. Josh can join a support group in here in NAMI Bus County PA. We set from anywhere. Anybody NAMI is everywhere. They're free support groups is not intended to replace therapy, but it's something about being in community with people that understand you that um, understand mental health problems, you know, because sometimes you got to remember, not some of our friends will understand all mental health problems. You know, they'll look at us like, you know, they think we're crazy and stuff like that, but you can go to these support groups and talk to these people and be like, you know, I get what you want through. Your feelings are valid. And, um, you know, I would say that number out there, nine, eight, anybody struggling. Um, my next question for you, right? Uh, we know that you have experienced some grief. Um, how did that grief affect your mental health? Because um, before you before you go, hold on. Because okay. uh, me and Josh, you know, again, you know, this is my bro. We talk, and you know, I just wanted to touch on grief because a lot of people forget grief can mess you up mentally. So go ahead, bro. right? So a lot of this, the, the grief that I've dealt with lately, um, you know, the death of my grandpa and my father, three weeks from each other, what was it, 22 months ago now? Um, but my first experience, um, I was seven years old. I had just moved from Oregon um, to California. And I get a, a call from my dad that my my eight-year-old cousin, John Quincy Chambers IV, uh, had passed away from from gun, from, you know, him and a friend had gotten to a gun cabinet and were playing with guns. Um, so I dealt with that at a very young age that he was my best friend. He was the person I did everything with every single day. I mean, I was young, but that's who you connect with. That's where you make your first connections at that age. And it's a cousin. So, you know, that affects me. Not just then, it affects me every single year on his birthday. Uh, but then, you know, growing up, I lost family members. I had two good friends of mine who I, I had just left. I want to keep, I want to stop leaving. I had just, just left Missouri and moved back to Oregon. And my friends, John and Tobin had passed away, um, fell asleep at the wheel, nothing. And they wow. both passed away. And, you know, losing people is hard. When you lose multiple people at the same time, it's even harder. Um, I had an uncle, an aunt, second cousin, uh, grandpa, father, great grandmother, great aunt, sec another second cousin, all passed away within the last three and a half years. I was told by people who I thought cared about me that I shouldn't still be grieving the way that I was yeah. over my dad and my grandpa. My grandpa lived a very long life. Great freaking man. You knew it was going to happen sooner or later, you know, but it's still not that easy to just like go and be like, okay, he's not here anymore. There's a lot of memories there. So, but to be told how to grieve when it should stop, not only by the people that love you supposedly, or your supervisor at work. When I worked at Clark college, um, it's just, People grieve in different ways. Nobody's the same. If somebody is telling you that they're grieving, listen to them. They're not lying. They're not trying to use it as a clutch or something. And if they are, that's sick, but they're not. They're hurting. They're reaching out for you. And if you're not listening or don't want to be a part of it, 
leave then. She should have left me then. Sorry to bring that part up. But she, she told me she left me because of my actions during the time I was grieving after my dad and grandpa passed away. Yeah, um, I want to. I'm say, supposed to be okay with that. Um, I'm so sorry for what you went through. You know, with your grief and how people told you to grieve. There is no right way to grieve, my people. There's no right way to grieve. Um, you cannot force nobody to grieve. You know, and I'm gonna like be real honest right now, right? So, um, before I lost my grandma. But you know, I'm like, before I lost my mom, then you know, I, my mom passed away in 2019, then my sister passed away nine months later. So before they passed away, I remember somebody used to always grieve. And I'm like, damn, like, why is somebody grieving that long? Like they parents been gone since they was young and they like around my age, like 27. I'm just like, why is it like that it's crazy? It's doesn't it didn't realize I didn't realize that it happened to me. That yeah. grief has no time limit. There's seven stages of grief. I think it's seven stages of grief. I could be wrong, seven or five stages of grief. But each stage, you could be at each stage in your life, right? But you always be at a, the same stage. Not the same stage. You'll always be at a different stage of your life. You could be at the seven. You could work your way down to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like, grief has no time limit. And I learned that. And people, you have to be kind to people that's grieving. You can't force somebody. Just because you can get over somebody's grief, don't mean somebody else has to. You don't know what that relationship was. And my brother, I'm sorry that they told you that you know um you it's it's like i'm josh is my brother guys i keep saying this is our brother this is like we talk like me and him talk and text and stuff like that and we always check up on each other and stuff like that you know i'm so sorry that some people were insensitive to your feelings you know you never people listening you know somebody that's grieving never force nobody or tell them that when it's time when it's time they should grieve when it's time they're not supposed to grieve grief has no time limit you know and i hate to say like people won't understand until it happens to them you know to somebody close to them pass away and then they'll get it and stuff like that. that's where we got to stop where we waiting when somebody die you know and we you know try to we experience it like you know what this, i understand what josh went through i understand what leaf went through no we need to be understanding them just like with mental health we need to understand everybody has mental health problems we, have to, we need to understand that um grief comes and goes you know my grief, you know, comes, it's hard for me during the um, holiday season. It's real hard. It's really, really hard. Some birthdays may come past, so, you know, my mom, sister, my grandma, I'll get sad, but the holidays are hard as hell. And I, again, brother, I'm so sorry that you know. Well, it, and another thing was, is she, she questioned me while I was grieving over my father, who, you know, was responsible for some things in my childhood. And I'm like, you know what, when a person can admit, it doesn't matter who they are, when a person can admit their wrongdoings, can come to you and ask for forgiveness and say, hey, I know I did this, this, and this, and yeah. then work on everything they can to make it better. I don't give a fuck what you, excuse me, I don't care how you say or feel about how I should feel about them. My dad loved me. I talked to my dad every single day on my way yeah. home from work. It was a phone call every day. Oh, sorry. He wanted to be back in my life. He asked to be back in my life. So I allowed him because I loved him and he wanted to be. He asked for forgiveness and I gave it to him. Yeah. Listen, I know your dad, you know, is looking down upon you, brother. He's so proud of you, you know.
the fact that, you know, you're, you know, I feel like you're in the season where you're putting yourself first, you know, the mental health, you know, and it's okay to cry, bro. It's okay. You, you know, I've cried with you. <laughs> we have been tried. Been suicidal, <laughs> been suicidal with you and everything. Like, I've been going to suicide, you know, but, you know, that's the beauty in it, you know, men just crying and just letting it out and just like letting our feelings out and stuff like that. It doesn't make us weak. It doesn't make us less of a man. It just makes us aware that we have mental health problems, you know, that we struggle and that we want to do something about it. And I want to commend you, you know, that you are, you know, working out, you're, you know, taking your meds, therapy, all that problem. I'm like so proud of you. And my, um, yeah. ne- my ne- meds. <laughs> okay. I want to say no meds, but, uh, you know, um, my next question for you is, um, are you in therapy? I am. So I, I talk to a therapist um, once a month and I talk to a psychiatrist once a month. Um, I am. I have reached out um, to try and get into a group. Um, just feeling that um, so I'm waiting for that to get back. I'm working with Kaiser um, and they are freaking amazing. Um, I couldn't be happier and madder at myself because of the situation, because when I finally decided that I needed to go because I had a conversation with my middle child today, I listened and I saw what was happening and how, how they were feeling. And I was just like, you're right. I'm sorry. I got to go take care of this. I had, I was, I called and I I was able to make an appointment for four o'clock that day, but I was just like, I can't wait. I'm going to go wait there because I needed to be in a safe place because not that I was, you know, I just, I felt that that was the safest place for me. So I went and they were able to get me in early and I was able to set up and make all these appointments that day and be seen that day and talk and just keep moving forward. So let my story help anybody out there. The help is available. If you want it, get it you need it get it reach out ask somebody message me um you know post my links to my instagram and whatever reach out to me i will help in any way shape or form i can <sighs> yes man uh, therapy is a must guys make sure you get into therapy no matter how long it takes you know i know it's like real out here in this mental health world where people are you know waiting six weeks or six to nine months for a therapist or psychiatrist never give up you know i call this method i call i say this method like date your therapist you know like you know you have the power to date these therapists and find which one is right for you you know ask questions like hey you know i struggle with this do you specialize in this you know you can ask some questions you know um my next question for you um fit, you know you've been working out how has that been it's like how has that been helping you mentally Oh, man. So I have to give a shout out to a couple of our friends. Um, you know, you know, Marlon, you know, Polly. Um, and I know you got love for Corey Lay. Yeah. Um, all three of these guys that I talk to and interact with on somewhat of a regular basis. And yeah. I see them. They, I do not look like them in any way, shape or form, body wise. But <laughs> These are three of the most supportive people that I have found when you just sit down and reach out and talk to them. Yeah. Um, when Marlon and Polly were on with you, I loved it. I watched every single part of it and then I watched it again. And Polly even sent me um, a song list of like 
I, I swear it has over 250 songs on it. I haven't listened to every single one yet, but he's, but he was just like, here you go. And I used that on my walk the other night. So it, it helps me when I'm, when I'm in there working out, that's all I'm thinking about. I'll listen to that music or the other day, I didn't listen to music. I wasn't in the gym. I just went to went for a walk because sometimes you have to be in your thoughts. Sometimes you have to know what you're thinking about and listen to yourself to figure out what you need to do to be better or change. And that's what that night was. That's good. So Shout working out, out. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no I'm sorry. I'm gonna say, I was going to say real quick. Shout out to Corey Lay, Paulie, and Marlon to get like being there for Josh. You know, I just want to say that's community right there. You know, I like that. You know, I like all three of them too. So that's plus. Yeah. Oh, and a special shout out to Kendall for inviting me up to hot yoga. I haven't made it up there yet because I haven't been flexible to enough to try and embarrass <laughs> myself. But hope I I'm going to Challenge Mania and I'm going to see both Corey and Kendall. So maybe it might happen. Listen, yoga is not for everybody, everybody, you know, but it's for my, go ahead, try it out, my brother, I support you. I will try every day. Yes, um, so, I'm done about mental health, but I want to ask you some, just one more question, like, you know, we know you from, you know, the challenge podcast that you are on, um, what are some fun things that you have done, you know, being on that podcast, like, what's, like, some favorite episodes that you have recorded personally that you've been there? All right. Well, well, let's start out with Devin Walker. That was that was the first. That was just us getting our feet wet, just having some fun, and it yeah. just it was awesome. I loved it. He's very chill, very down to earth. Everything you see and hear about Devin, that's who he is. Um, another one that was well, it has other reasons why it was good, but it was still good because I still love that moment. Uh, was with Tech. Um, tech homes that, that whole one um it's just the conversations the the laughing um talking about eddie murphy and you know just the whole interaction with tech was awesome yeah. um the one that meant the most to me i mean i'm sure anybody who listens to the podcast knows it's the one with Corey lay um i can't i can't i can't stop saying amazing things about this guy and it started with a cameo let me take it back just a little bit. So we had watched, we were a family of challenge fans. We had watched the challenge every single Wednesday night. We watched Real World. We watched Road Rules. Oh, well, the kids, well, the kids did when they were younger, but they didn't realize it. <laughs> so we've been fans. Um, started watching um, this Corey Lay's first season. Dave, my, my middle child was just like, we connected with Corey's vibe and his story and everything else. And they started following um, Corey on Twitch and interacting with Twitch. And um, they had their own struggles in life. And, you know, yeah. worrying about, you know, coming out at 14 as, as bi and being supportive and how much that had it um, for them to just come out and say that to us. And then yeah. I get a cameo over a year ago, a year ago last Thanksgiving, yeah. um, from Corey today because they had been struggling with you know with school and yeah. um, with who they are and everything else. And um, I sent that cameo, and that cameo gave them the strength from Corey from what Corey said yeah. gave them the strength to come out to us on that Thanksgiving as non-binary. 
and wanting to change the name today and the pronouns of they and them and been supportive in 100% ever since. And, you know, that connection and that podcast will forever hold a place in my heart. Yeah. And then Kendall told me to be quiet and not talk. So I didn't <laughs> talk almost the entire podcast. Because okay. my St. Louis Blues kicked the Seattle Kraken's butt the night before in a shutout. But it was all it was all fun and games. I was just like waiting in for openings to actually talk. But when we were done, it was just like she even mentioned just like, Josh, you really didn't say much. And I was like, you told me at the beginning to be quiet because I was talking smack. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a fun interaction. She Kendall finds- is is my spirit animal. She yeah. really is. I love everything about her. She is amazing. Yes, um, I love Kendall. Um, about I my favorite part- pod that I wasn't a part of, CT, only because I was at work and it was like uh, last second. It had uh, two timing. I was like so happy for y'all. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? But, my- but CT called me out by name, so I felt good. He knows you, bro. He knows you. Anybody say something about you, like, CT knows me. He knows my name. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, my last Friday, I just said it was one question. I do have one question to ask you. I want to ask you, like, um, can you tell the listeners out there why is it important, why it is important to put your mental health first? You know? A lot of us struggle with doing it, but let the people know why it's important to put yourself first. Okay. In my experience, I want to say this one part because um, your mental health doesn't just affect you. It affects the others around you. Yeah. As a father, it affected my kids. And I can't, I can't take any of that back. I can only say I'm sorry and try to be better for tomorrow. But those actions were already done. Um, take care of yourself first. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. And just do whatever you can to make yourself right and strong in every aspect mentally yeah i just want to say josh chambers i love you brother thank you for being a guest i know this is supposed to have been happening a while ago but you know i can believe things happen in the right time you know this is special to me you know ladies and gentlemen this is my friend i talk to him almost like every day Pretty much every day. This is my bro right here, you know, all the way where he at, you know, where I'm at in Philadelphia. It's just, I love this kid. Um, um, thank you for coming on, brother. Thank you for being open, you know. Thank you for being you, man. I really, I'm really, really thankful for you and me, you know, knowing you in 2022 and stuff like that, you know. And more to come, you know. <laughs> more, more years to come, brother. Yeah. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you for having me.